Blog Talk Radio. Just wait and see if anybody decides to call in or not. We'll see how this goes. And so, we will see. I got some. Ah, here we go. We got a caller. Nine oh six, you're on. How you doing? Hey, Uber, what's up? Mm, not much. I had the volume down. I was like, oh, I can barely hear you. <laughs> not too much, man. Yeah, I seen your uh, video on YouTube. Can you hear me now? Yeah, good. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, eight oh one, you're on. Well, hello there. I'm doing good. I can barely hear you, but I'm but I'm doing good though. You did get lower there. How about now? How's that better? A little bit. Well, I hope it's better because I don't know why it would be going low. But you can hear me. Yeah. Can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Turned my head away from the microphone for a second when I was talking, and I think that's what the problem was. I hope. Uh, yeah, sounds better now. What are you guys up to? No, not too much. <sighs> Just uh, watching some vids on uh, YouTube there. Uh, well, I'm doing you homework. <laughs> you got homework to do? Yeah. Just a bunch of homework. Got a meeting on the 6th. Special mm-hmm. speakers coming in. About what? What is it about? I, uh, or is it about your job at the township or whatever. The planning commission has um, been talking about the new uh, it's recreational marijuana here in Michigan and they're discussing if they want to if they want to open it in our area, in our township. Um, so it's a big topic. Um, and since none of our we're all paid positions but we're not elected positions so it's a really a vote to the people. So um, people are building their cases. I was on one side of the fence. Now I'm on the middle. <laughs> so I got a bunch of homework that I'm going to go over and uh, try and do what I think is best for the community, I guess. I mean, that's what they want me to do. So that's what I'm going to try my best to do. I'm all new at this. Let, let me ask you a question, and then I want to get Jeff's opinion. Because, Jeff, you're on here, right? Yeah, I can barely hear you. See, that's what they were saying, too, and I don't know. It must be my microphone. Must yeah, you're back low again. How's that? Is that better? I don't know. Yeah, that's a little bit better, but you're still pretty quiet, though. I don't know what to do to fix that problem. It's really getting to me. Hmm. But you guys can hear me? Yes. Okay, Jeff, let me ask you. First off, Uber, what's your opinion of the medical marijuana passing? Do you, do you, do you agree with it or disagree with it? Or and then uh, well, my opinion and my political beliefs that. is that I shouldn't choose for you if it's okay to do that. Like I, you know, I don't drink and I don't smoke weed, um, but I don't think it's my position to tell you that you can't drink to smoke weed. 
You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a catch-22. You know, there's a lot of negatives, uh, but the negatives are kind of on a um, – for me, the negatives are more of a selfish thing. You know what I mean? It's for my own my own negatives that I see about it. And then I compare it to alcohol, and it's like, well, if they're going to let alcohol go, then why not? I've, I've worked around people that have been the drink and I've worked on people that smoke weed and I can work around the people that smoke weed. I can't work around the people that drink. <laughs> okay. But what, what are you worried about anything happening to your town or your area where you live? I mean, uh, like bringing in riffraff or anything like that? Well, no, only, uh, I don't know. You know I mean? You never know. I hate, I hate this. It's so it's so new to me too. I have to say that I don't, it's very new thing here, but um, for me, but I'm not really worried about that. I mean, if you knew our town and the logistics of it, you would you would see what, how it's um, so tight knit. Like, I'm not going to be a real youper for another twenty or thirty five years. You know what I mean? <laughs> People remind me all the time. So anybody new that comes in here, I mean, they're they're not. I wouldn't say they're put through their paces, but you know, people know very hard to get away. No, oh, weird grow houses around here. The whole state passed it. That's probably where majority of the vote comes from the rest of the state. Now, um, yeah, medical marijuana or is it both recreation? We and- we were medical marijuana um, for, and it has just opened up to. It's just opened up to recreation, and really, what I'm doing is we will be deciding if we're going to allow people to um, open up like a dispensary, stuff like that. Now, I know I don't want to talk too much here, but I, it's a good topic for me to be able to, and people to talk to about it because it would really help me. The thing is, is that um, it's not a, a willy-nilly type situation if they decide to go through it. Everything, all product has to be tested and to code and standards. Now, they're, not the thing is, where do you get those codes and standards from? That's where all the studying kind of comes in. You know, in case it does go one way, you you got to know what you're doing. They're just not going to let anybody grow some stuff and stick it in the store, and then you get it, and who knows what it's in it, you know. So I guess there's a bunch of guidelines that they're going to put out there for it. Um, so we're only deciding if we're going to put it in the community. Or not. The very southern tip of the UP is Menominee, Michigan. That's the town just south of me, and we are actually in Menominee County, but we are in our own township. So we don't have to obey by their county rules, and they're not going to allow it. Our county is very small, maybe 300 people total, and um, we're not sure if we should or not, you know, if we should go this way or not. It's a what would you do if you were faced with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know. Well, it depends on how many. Well, you said you're a small county, right? About 300 people or something? Or town? Right. And and now, and I have to explain, these these Cedar River people, and, I'm, and I love being a Cedar River person, don't get me wrong, but they are not the same as the town next to them. And I'm talking a block down on the other side of the line. They're not the same as the town that my shop's in. Why would your town not have a special election to see if they should open up a shop in the town? Well, that's that's what we're going to do. But if, while that's going on, we need to kind of um, put parameters for both ways. Like if it's a no-go, then we don't really have a whole lot of work to do. 
But if we are going to allow it, then we have to have a ton of regulations, like a lot cover everybody's worries. Like a lot of the worries will be if riffraff comes into town. Um, my rebuttal to that only is is that you can put in clauses for whatever you want, that you have to be a resident for five years before you can open up a shop. You're only allowed one shop. Our town's tiny. You know, it's a tiny little town. We got a restaurant. We got a truck stop gas station and a fire department and the county building <laughs> and a marina. You know what I mean? And you're not the same so size here, and we have five. Not, not right. Five. So it's not much. So you got you to gotta see where, you know, that the town's kind of guarded off. And it's also on... M35, which is the scenic route around the Upper Peninsula that follows along the lake edge right along the road is right there on the lake. And um, so everybody that travels up to UP comes up through that way if they don't come across the Mackinac Bridge. No, no, so it could mean a lot of tax dollars for the community that they could use. We don't get our driveways plowed until 6, 7 o'clock at night sometimes because they have to hit all the bigger towns first. We don't have our own garage. Our fire department is down to one guy and they're struggling to get people in. Um, you know, our town could use it, you know what I mean? But is it worth it? That's what we got to figure out. And it's up to the people. We're not elected. It's up to the people to choose. So. I'm sorry? I lost Jeff because I had a question for him, and somehow the call was dry. Oh, there he is. Nope. Yeah, I didn't mean to be long-winded, but it's definitely. All, I mean, I can sh- I can send you pictures of. It. I've got so much information here, um, and you know, I actually learned a lot of stuff. And I thought, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought you know, I I smoked a ton of the weed back in high school and all that stuff. I just hadn't smoked it in years, and if I did, it would probably just put me to sleep. I'm sure it would. Everything does. Tylenol puts me to sleep, but um, I've actually learned some stuff that I didn't know. That kind of. Put me around. I just don't know. I mean, again, any of us, but it's up to the proposal and and doing it right and what's best for the community, too. We could use the tax money. I know that, but do we want all the people stopping in this area? You know what I mean? Do we want our state park campground, well, state park campground, do we want that filled with a bunch of people coming up there summer just to smoke weed recreational so all the parks that we hang out at you know what I mean? With the kids and stuff, you know, there might be a bunch of people that are up there to smoke weed or try and make a festival out of something. You know, these are things that we would rather not have. I have Jeff back. I want to hear what he has to say about the subject. Jeff, can you hear me? Jeff? Hello? Can you guys hear me okay? Not hear really. You're really quiet. A little low. You're really quiet. Yeah. I don't know what to say. All right. Well, anyway, um, Jeff, can you hear me? Hmm. I'm I'm sure if you uh, maybe you should try calling. This back. is this is James. Yeah, James. I know hey, you. James. Can you hear me? Okay, James. Hey. You're real. It's real low. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I can yes. barely hear you. Can okay. you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Now, what is your opinion on what happened to your area when they moved in? How many dispensaries did they get? And did it bring riffraff in? And how does your town fare now to where it did back then before they were there? 
Are, are you talking to me? Can someone no, repeat that question? If they He's talking to Jeff. He was asking you oh. how your town fared after they allowed recreational marijuana. Did, did things get better? Did roads get fixed? Did, did things get worse? What was your opinion on it? Um, well, and, here, crime went down. Everything's roads. Everything's good. All I can say is it's a good thing in my eyes. I don't want to get into an argument about it. Nothing. I, I have nothing against it. I think it's a good thing. Well, you won't get an argument with me. You guys got to understand is that I totally respect y'all's opinion. Um, you know, some of y'all it's believe thing. stuff that I, I don't it. believe, and I don't hold that against help. anybody because <laughs> I don't know. My brother, he uses it. He got shot twice in the face. He uses it. My dad uses it for his back, and it works, so I have nothing bad to say against it. Well, I've heard, I mean, I know a lot of good stuff. And, dude, I, I smoked a lot of weed back in high school, like I said. I just, it's just not something I'm part of when you're... Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 well, I don't know, a lot of people didn't actually, but it's just like, it's but, um, like drinking, my thing is, you know, is um, drinking's not fun after you're 21 because you're allowed to do it. Right, right. Well, it was a lot. A drinker. It was more inter- interesting when you weren't allowed to do it. Yeah, I was never like, a, I mean, I, I worked a bunch back in the day, but it wasn't like a big thing. It wasn't my thing, you know. Um, well, I can tell you here, there's Mr. Nice Guy, there's High Cascadia, there's well, we have the a very small town. It's, there's, we got like and I also can't them. bring just somebody's story into the deal. I mean, if you've seen all the paperwork I had here in front of me, I'm hoping that this is uh, will be a good start. But um, I, like I said, I would like to do it for the county, for the I mean, for the township. I think we we really could use that kind of tax revenue, especially if all the counties around us are going to deny it. And hurt their schools and everything else. I just don't know why they would do that. I mean, we don't have high crime in this area anyway. I mean, in the first place, um, well, we just have a lot of old timers, and a lot well, of the old timers they still believe that if you smoke weed, you're gonna, you know, that that you know, it really started, you know, the, if you would, you know, you guys probably know why they made the marijuana illegal, and uh, in the first place, and it's ridiculous. I mean that that is totally ridiculous. Um, now, now George. Now Georgia just okayed uh, grow houses for medical marijuana. We don't have recreational use, but the regulations in place for the grow houses are are tough. They got to have cameras accessible by the state police at all times. They are heavily monitored and guarded, and I don't see grow operations coming anywhere near my town here because we got a military base. I mean, it'll yeah, it'll yeah. never happen here. It'll never yeah. happen here in this town. Yeah, here here in Utah, especially like in Salt Lake City, um, it's been a real struggle. People, um, people want legalized marijuana for at least medicinal purposes, which I'm all in favor for. Um, but because the LDS Church has its world headquarters here and it's a very yeah, well, that's dominant the big thing. influence, that's the big thing. right, and it's a very influential <laughs> part of the community and stuff, they, they, they input their views regardless of whether people like it or not. And so because that they do, that has unfortunately unintended consequences in the way 
um, the politicians will vote yay or nay on whatever. Um, personally, I'm all in favor of medical or medicinal marijuana. Personally, quite honestly, I use it myself because I it helps. I have arthritis, um, anxiety, and depression. Sinner. And it, you're a sinner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, well, hey, I'll, hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll be a sinner if it helps me relieve the pain. Right, I go, you can I, sleep I, at I, night. Please. Yeah, you exactly. Heck yeah, man. I can't to hell. You know, what's that? No, the religion thing applies here in Georgia because we're the headquarters for the Southern Baptist or the whole Baptist Association here in Atlanta. And it'll never pass here in Georgia, I don't believe, because of that. Well, you know, and the thing is, I guess my biggest argument is that. You know, if it's regulated like, you know, alcohol is, tobacco, or medications and stuff like that, I, I mean, I, I personally can't see there be, it being an issue. But then again, when somebody, somebody once told me, he says he's a very big person in religion or his faith or whatever, and he always quotes like in the book of Genesis, God gave man dominion of all the earth and all the animals and plants. So if that's right. the case... You know, I we mean, gave every he, green I, herb bearing seed for us to use as meat, and it shall be exactly, good. Exactly, exactly. So he argues that marijuana is a natural thing that God himself has made, and having put man, having dominion over that stuff, it, you know, it, it's like alcohol. It, it talks about in the Bible, you know, it, you know, when Jesus turned the water into wine, while Christ was perfect in all ways, well, then him turning water into wine was not a sin. Drinking the wine is not a sin, but it, it says that drunkenness is. You know, it's all about the, the usage of whatever it is. And right. anything in excess is bad. Well, I mean, couldn't yeah, you argue cocaine? Could, couldn't you argue cocaine, the same thing? I mean, it from, comes from the cocoa plant. But you, you well, do have true. to process. You know, I, I, in my personal belief, like I said, uh, if it was up to me, I would legalize everything but maybe not for the reason y'all might think my reason is is that nobody wants to help a heroin addict nobody wants to help a meth addict as a stigma to it it's an nasty stigma nobody wants to if you decriminalize it stop making it you're not helping a criminal now now you're you're now you have a cause now you have a cause that people will put businesses behind because it doesn't have this dirty stigma (laughs) So we're not going to sure. hear me now. The war against drugs makes a million dollars, millions and millions of dollars every year. So, you know. can you guys hear me better now? Oh yeah, much yeah, better. I can hear you better. Yeah, yeah. Much, uh, much better. I had to change stuff. I had to change the way I was doing it. I had to change something around. But anyway, um, what I was going to say is, um, Jeff, can you hear me now? <laughs> Jeff, are you there? Jeff. Jeff. Hmm. You going on a bio break? <laughs> maybe maybe he's smoking a joint. <laughs> he's catching a buzz. <laughs> now, my personal belief though is that, that you know it's I don't wanna I don't it's not for me to decide what somebody does to their body. If they legalize right. heroin tomorrow, would you guys all run out and start buying heroin? No. no. The people that do heroin will go out and buy heroin. The people that don't do heroin are not going to run out and buy heroin. You know, it's, well, it's see just... The, um, well, see, the problem with marijuana, also somebody smoking marijuana, 
99 out of 100 jobs are not going to hire you when you test positive for it. But then again, there's yeah. jobs out there that, that won't hire you if you smoke regular legal cigarettes, too. And I know that for yeah. a fact within... No, you, within that's actually within been around the, for a while. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, you know, uh, I mean, let me ask you, let me Well, it's within the... Florida, they don't hire you if you smoke cigarettes. Right, within the photograph photograph industry that I'm in, they won't hire you if they have a wet lab because the nicotine, even if you quit for six months, the nicotine's still on your hands and it ruins the film. I suppose it does. Uh, Well, you know, let me me ask you. uh, Let me ask. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was asking, I was letting 313 know. That uh, the, the phone number area. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, here just, I'm just here visiting you guys. That's why I smoke cilantro. So that, that way I don't have <laughs> no problems at all. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, let me ask you guys this. Okay, um, alcohol is perfectly legal, as far as I know, in all 50 states. You can go to a bar, you can go to a restaurant, gas station, Walmart, or whatever. In all states, alcohol. not in all counties, right? Oh, it's right, right. Not all counties. And, there are some counties. Right. Better dry. Right. But right. And people go and they go to a bar, they go to a restaurant, whatever, they drink, they get drunk. I've done it myself, uh, I'm sad to say. But um when people get drunk, they get wasted and should not be enrolled, but yet they do. Um now I don't know if you guys ever have ever heard of this, but I've never heard of anybody smoking a joint. Going and getting into a car going and driving somewhere and then killing somebody because they had a terrible accident. Uh, but yet you hear yeah, about it all the time. Well, well this is what it, the it, facts say about that. I'm going well, to enlighten you since I have it right here in front of me. There, there, <laughs> no, are, there are cases where it has happened in the state of Washington. Uh, they, they, uh, the uh, driving under the influence has increased majorly because of the marijuana. And they have had major yeah. accidents where people have been killed because of marijuana. So yes, it does happen. But the majority uh, okay. of the people I have, uh, do smoke I at home the... and don't go out and do anything. They just sit at home and do it. Uh, where people who drink uh, stop at the bar on the way home, or they go out to drink, and yet there is a difference. But it does happen. Yeah. Well, okay. the, people, the, people, the people on marijuana wait at the stop sign for it to turn green. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I what I got here, what the study from the Department of Motor Vehicles have found is that the um, occasional smoker driving behind the wheel is um, is most likely to uh, be in an accident. Now they say that the everyday smoker is less likely than the sober smoker. I don't know how it works. But that's what the Department of that's uh, probably because you build up a tolerance, right, don't you think? If you smoke well, it every day, that you probably you, build up a tolerance. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. You know, I'm sure right. it has, has to do with it. Um, so I right. guess that answers your question. That there's definitely, I'm sure there's people. Matter of fact, I know a girl that uh, she died smoking weed, but it wasn't because of the weed. She dropped the weed and went to get the weed, and she that's how she. Well, I guess it's because yeah. of the weed, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> we got another caller. Uh, two five three, you're on. What's up, Andy? It's Dylan. Oh, hey, Dylan. How hey, are you doing? Find that paper. Hey, Dylan. Which, really, I figured this would be a perfect time to play devil's advocate, considering I'm okay. from Washington, and yes. let's be real, I smoke pot every single day. 
Oh, perfect. So, so what's so, your opinion? Did it did it change your neighborhood or anything when they start? If they put like in your town when they put dispensaries well, in or anything like not that? Not at all. It put the criminals out of business. Uh, before it went recreational here, I actually worked in the medical industry, but that's a whole other topic. But as soon as they made it recreational, it put everybody who was selling it illegally pretty much out of business. You're not going to find it anywhere. On top of that, just to address a concern that was brought up earlier about, you know, the state parks being crowded during the summers and the kids and everything, what we've put in place here is it's still illegal to smoke in public. It might be legal, but you have to enjoy or consume be in private property. Right, but, ah, but your your motorhome or your camp becomes your private. Some bunch of weird little dinky laws. And but I think with the state parks, really, you're just protected because state parks are federally funded. Even though they're state parks, they're still federally bound, so you can't go in there and smoke anyway. But that's what the no, people exactly. Here are Even here, you can't about do that. Is what I was saying. So that's what yeah, I was saying. The people here, they won't know that offhand. They're just going to believe that that's what the people are going to do. They're going to come up here. They're going to crowd up all the campgrounds, and it's just going to be one big, you know, hippie well, fest. Well, here's a question <laughs> for you: Are you allowed to even drink in uh, on um, state game and state? Uh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you can drink at, at the state park. Oh, see, that's oh, weird. You here, you're not there. allowed to do either well, or. Yes, yeah, you're allowed to drink in there. You're allowed to be here either. I don't know if you're allowed to sure. in the in the in the public areas, but I do know you are allowed at at the camp. I have cabin over there, so I mean, I'm well. I don't drink myself, but I mean, I, I know people do. Maybe it's yeah. just not. Maybe you're maybe you're not allowed to. Maybe it's just turn a blind eye because again, these people all their families have been here for hundred years. You know what I mean? So yeah. things of that type where I'm at. And drinking is the no. only big crime that we have here, and it is a big issue. Everybody I know up here has a DUI. I'm talking kids that are 22 years old have five oh, same DUIs. Here. Same exact thing here. It, it goes on here. Um, oh, man. Like Jeff, Jeff, where you're at, are they allowed to uh, smoke in public, or does it have to be in your privacy of your own home or in a private area? I'm not sure if they're allowed to or not, but they do it anyway. They Nothing just do it, happened. huh? A friend, a friend of mine, she lives down everybody in Las Vegas, and uh, everybody, everybody she, I know in Oregon smokes weed. Everybody. Sounds oh, about right. Well, I, 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 a lot, a lot of people, a lot of the people here smoke weed as well. I mean, medical marijuana has been here for a while. We have, we have growers all over our our area in our township right now that have been here for years doing it without without any issue. So the only issue we're coming up with, do we want to open dispensary here? I'm all for it for tax reasons and what I think is best for the community. Um, but like I said, we have an elderly populated area that is very old school. And I mean, and this is not me speaking, but it's, you know, wife's in the kitchen cooking a dinner, dad's out working type old mentality. So that's the minds we're, we're talking with here. Uh, now, a friend crazy. of mine, she, um, she lives down in Las Vegas, and actually North Las Vegas, and she said there's a dispensary about a block from her place. Now, according to what she told me, according to local laws down there, um, you're allowed to, they, they, they have recreational and medicinal purpose, you know, weed. Now, you can smoke in, you can smoke in your, you know, like your private residence or whatever, no issues around your private property that's designated for smoking. Um, you can smoke at the dispensary. They have a designated smoking area for that. But they also have the way the law is set up for their, that they can carry on their person 
they can carry up to as much as, as an ounce or the equivalent of 120 um, joints or whatever you want to call them and not yeah, get a ticket for them. But, okay. And they said that, no, that doesn't mean you can smoke you know, when you're walking from point A to well, point B on, a, on a public Well, you can't have a device on you, though. You can't have, like, a smoking tool or a smoking... Right, device. exactly. You're not right. allowed to have but that on you. Right. It's only but for let's transport. Say you go to the dis- right. But let, yeah, and she was saying, like, if you go to the dispensary, you buy your stuff, and you're walking home, as long as you're not, like, flashing in, being obnoxious or smoking or whatever, then they're not going to even bother bother with you. And if, when you start getting to keep carrying more than that, or you're being stupid and smoking on, in public or around kids or whatever, then that's when they kind of start making an issue about, you know, the marijuana then. Now, yeah. what if you have kids? What if you have kids at home, and you smoke it? Well, well, that, well you know, that's a good that's a good question too. Um, and I can tell you in our neighborhood that they didn't have very strict rules. Like if a kid got busted with some weed at school, they'd tell him, "Hey, you ain't supposed to have weed." You know, throw it away. Well, ever since they had put the medical marijuana in use, you get busted with even any kind of weed or anything at school. You were expelled, not suspended. You're expelled, and it just happened. But you know, I, not too long ago. I guess, I guess. Let me ask. Let me turn the question around back to you and say, well, is it not the same as if you you have alcohol at home and you're drinking alcohol in front of the kids or whatever? I mean, is, is, it would it not be the same thing? Well, well no, no, it wouldn't be the same thing. No, bottle that keep out of reach oh. of children. It's okay, not now, now, you've got to keep it under lock and key or in a place that's out of reach of your children. It, it's like yeah. any now, other now, wait, thing that you wouldn't want them to get a hold of. Now, wait a minute. The alcohol thing, okay, I take, a, I take a shot. I can have a kid standing in front of me. They might see it, but they, they can't taste that shot. But if you're sitting there smoking weed, Right. And that smoke and that smoke get right, that smoke gets to them and let's say they go to get a sports physical at school and, and they yeah. piss hot no, for weed. See, and they you, piss hot my, for weed. I mean, that's the thing that, that and I, you know, that's the thing that I kinda question is okay, in this, where you make it the make it legal for recreational or medical purpose or whatever, then you kinda have to start looking into those broader uh, circumstances in that, okay. you know, if people are smoking at home, there's a chance that you might, you know, breathe in that secondhand smoke. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, here's like my they have an issue about that. I don't agree with, um, I, I don't agree with smoking anything around children, let alone cigarettes or not or anything. I agree. I my opinion right, me is too. that if if you have a, if you if you're if you're going to do this, you can go into somewhere else away from children, but it's just that you can't. Right. Then maybe you should buy the edibles or something, you know. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever, whatever the people do. I mean, you know, I, I would hope people would make good choices. <laughs> you know, I mean, around their children, yeah. especially. I mean, of course, Most people right. don't make they good don't. choices though. <laughs> but you would hope. You know, yeah. you would hope. Yeah. And, well, see, well, see, I was, I was wondering now. I mean, somebody with PTSD, they're smoking it. They've got a kid at the house. Their kid goes to school for football. They get tested. They piss hot. I mean. Well, it's going to happen yeah, well a, lot of the guys, a lot of the guys up here, I know they all go out to their garage. It might be a winter thing in the snow. They all got the wood burners oh. out in the garage and stuff. And they all go out there. So I don't, oh. I mean, but I'm sure there's people that smoke in their homes or whatever. But 
Um, I mean, again, I, I mean, I've never, I've never done any kind of drug, nothing. I've drank. I've never done marijuana, nothing. But I mean, I would do the same thing: go outside, go in the garage, whatever. Right. But, uh, exactly. I was just, I was just thinking, people that are smoking it for medicinal reasons, and you get where I'm coming from, on it. Yeah. Yeah. Even being a smoker, I would never smoke around a kid. I mean, I have right. kids. Oh, I, no, I would I, never do I, that. I, I go outside. No. It's like, would you sit in the living room watching TV and smoking a cigarette? Maybe back in the day, but not anymore because of everything no, we've learned. No. It's the same thing. You're not no, going to yeah. sit there and smoke I mean, a joint watching TV with the kids. Yeah, I mean, you're I a responsible I adult. A lot of people aren't. That's what I would Right. That's what, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. Well, I, I mean, if I smoked it, I'd do the same thing outside away from everybody, but Absolutely, there's people that, yeah. that don't. There's people that won't do yeah, that. Yeah, and there should be regulations put in place for, you know, steep stipulations for people who do uh, don't abide by that, for sure. Well, well there are, I mean, it, even for I mean, cigarettes here in Washington, if you're smoking I mean, a cigarette is, so with kids so in the car, it's a major fine. Well, you know, oh, I, I, think it comes down, I think it comes down to the simple common sense, you know, I mean... Have this, you know, enough common sense, you know, hey, if you got kids or non-smokers in the house, you know, step outside or something or go somewhere where you can smoke it and not affect them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's I so mean, many other I options even... just smoking. There's topicals. I mean, there's sprays that you can just spray in your mouth. There's edibles, like there's, Andy mentioned. Yeah. Waxes. Yeah. Right. I mean, even when I smoked regular cigarettes, I I stepped outside even when I lived by myself because I didn't want my whole apartment smelling like that, staining the walls and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you know, I smoke cigars and, you know, and my like when family comes over, they don't like to smell. Even though they smoke cigarettes, they they hate to smell cigars because it's like too overpowering. So I make it a point to go outside when I have a cigar to smoke and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad, my dad did that. He smoked these little, little Swisher sweets every once in a while, and he'd go outside in the backyard by the garage. I mean. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know what was in that Swisher sweet. Actually, your pappy was up to the wacky tobacco. <laughs> no, actually, actually, half the time we'd be out there, but uh, nah, it, it wasn't no wacky. You got, you got um, to know okay. my dad, but uh. <laughs> but uh, back back in the day, I mean, he did grow up in the fifties and sixties, so back in the day, he might have done it. Uh-huh. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, not to change the subject, but I do have something I found out today that's pretty interesting. You guys, I don't know if you guys if you guys heard this story or not about the Canadian family that went to Florida to bit for on vacation. Did you hear about them? Oh yeah, the guy was the no. the dad. Oh, the guy was sixty years old. All right, and his mom was in her eighties, and his dad was like ninety. They went to Florida for two weeks vacation. On the way home, the dad started having chest pains. So ninety year old. Yeah, he was ninety years old. Started having chest pains. So instead of going to the hospital, because they say the hospital too expensive. <laughs> uh, no, they said the American hospital system is just. So whacked, they didn't want to stop it. <clears throat> so the dad dies in the back seat from a heart attack. Instead wow. of going to get, instead of stopping for help or going to, like, a, like you would take and say, oh, he died. I we need he died a heart attack at the car and died. 
I think it's to need to drive. So would you would you would you consider that murder? No, because the father didn't want to stop. He's the one that said, "No, oh, you're not taking me to no, you're not taking me to an American hospital." Well, well, they well, I mean, were were they were they were they foreign visitors or? Well, you said they were Canadians. Canadians, yeah. They got stopped at the. They got stopped at the border. The only way they would have no, the only way they got caught is because, you know, the the guy who takes your information and checks your passports and stuff noticed the guy was dead. Well, they drove for two days with him dead in the car, oh, and they geez. said. So the, they 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 ask him, well, why didn't you go to like a contact the police and you know they could have took him out of your car and you could have went home and they could have shipped him to you. They said that the process of going through all of that was worse than going to the hospital because he uh, it would have cost like ten thousand dollars to get him back into Canada. Wow, well, that's, 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 true. that's true. That was thirty thousand. Now they're in trouble. Now they're in trouble because they didn't tell nobody. That's thirty thousand dollars if you want to bring him from Florida all the way to Canada. Right. Yeah. Why? It was expensive. Well, let me tell you this. Because you have to fix the body, you have to ship it on Delta, and you have to have do to have all the health department check uh, it. Paperwork. Yes. So well, so well, that's thirty thousand from Florida to Canada. Right. Yeah, I mean I've actually I've actually done that for funeral homes, took them to the airport and stuff. And you won't believe the regulations. They either gotta be cremated or embalmed in a approved shipping container. Which, by the way, is the same one you'd ship dogs and stuff in, just a little bit bigger. Yep. And I mean, they, they go through Delta Dash like he was going to pick up a venomous snake or something. That's they crazy. sit well, right there yeah. in the warehouse. They sit well, right there in Delta Dash. And, they're in trouble. And he's yeah. sixty, and his mom is eighty, and the dad was ninety. Of course, he ain't in trouble because he's dead. But. They're in trouble for uh, not not contacting authorities. They may be in trouble for not taking them to a hospital, regardless, like Uber said there. But I have I, when I lived in Philadelphia, um, I worked for a guy whose father went to Florida to look at homes to, because he was going to retire in Florida, and he died while he was down there. So what his what he did is because it would have been so much to transport him back. He got in touch with a funeral home down there, had him cremated, and then he just drove down to Florida, picked up the remains, and drove home. Yeah. Well, that's the way to go. $1,500. Well, y'all laugh. I laugh at this, but I know somebody that about the same thing happened. Their parents passed away in Florida. This guy was in Arkansas. Had him cremated and shipped him, and I kid you not, shipped him. Post office with one of them little USPS containers in a box. <laughs> like everything, anything you can fit in the box under twelve dollars. Hey, hey guys. Hey, let me let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Uh, if you die, you guys can send me by shipping your reptiles to Spain, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. no. 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 See, we would do that, but Spain has banned uh, imports of all pythons, so we couldn't ship you there then. Oh, it's just. 
coming tomorrow. How do you explain that? Yeah, you lost my dad in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You lost... <laughs> I can see somebody Maybe shipped the him in a ziplock. Yeah, shipped him like you per said. If it fits, it ships. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my my, my heat pack in there and let it go. My, my yeah. uncle died. Well, uh, my uncle died four years ago, and we pay. Uh, I pay forty thousand dollars to ship it to Spain. The, the oh, wow. So wow. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I'm well, saying. She, he, he's not he's not joking when he say thirty thousand. That, oh, yeah. me, oh, no. I think he was. You're thinking that these would have to get involved and like a whole bunch of. I know they do a ton of weird stuff. I, I only know this because we actually just talked about our cemetery last week. <laughs> but there's a lot of weird stuff yeah, involved right. that I never thought about. Well, I, I know. I've drove them. I told my family, look, uh, you know what? Uh, I think it would be cheaper for me to bury him up here. She's like, no, no, no. I will send you the money. Send the body. Just like that. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. So there's, there's, there's this guy from. <laughs> well, yeah. I know ship. I I know I drove a body from here, where I'm at in Georgia, to Anniston, Alabama, and you know that's not far at all. And that was five grand. Wow. And I only got hey. paid about five five. I got paid five hundred dollars, and that was a with a, a day's work. My wife better just dig a hole in my backyard. That's all I know. See, uh, <laughs> well, I can't afford to die. That sucks. James. <laughs> I can't even afford to die. Yeah. I suppose you know that guy didn't yeah. complain at all, did he? You could convince her. like, Baby, I want to be close to you. Just bury me up. The customer did complain. I checked on him every once in a while. Yelled back there, you doing okay? But uh, he didn't answer me. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, if he, if he would have, I would have left. If he would have, I'd have left that van on the side of the road. But uh, I was just hoping. My dad. I was just hoping nobody tapped me on the shoulder. But uh, oh yeah, that would have been freaky. My dad always. <laughs> what my dad used to say is, when he dies, he, he could die. He goes, Stick a bone up my ass and throw me outside and let the dogs drag me away. <laughs> Shoot, I just said. I just said, bury me deep enough where the dog can't dig me up. I mean, yeah. just, just don't let the dog dig me up. I'm okay. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff had a subject he wanted to co- talk about, didn't you, Jeff, about the uh, copyright thing? Oh, I thought he was going to talk about farmers only. I was about to say, that don't work. <laughs> I get those commercials, commercials all the time. Oh, I Are you in here, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff? Jeff. Did, did a beef coon get think, him? I, I, I don't think know. he's molting and falling asleep. <laughs> he's been working his butt off, I guess, so he's probably tight. Either that or one of them tender women got him. Oh. Hope he yeah, he's business there, boy. <laughs> but did you guys see um, Are any of you guys subscribed to uh, Mostly Snakes YouTube channel No I don't no. think I've ever heard of them so. Yeah no, his, I never his, his, his channel is Mostly Snakes Well no he's, He, he um, 
Today he had like a controversial subject on about when to take your snake to the vet and when not to, because the vets are kind of. Um, Ooh, yeah, that's controversial. Uh, well, well, well. See, here's the deal: the vets are kind of. Uh, um, most vets are geared towards like dogs and cats and around yeah, here. Yeah, they know that they know anatomy, but they don't know s- s- situations. You know, they don't well, know the ball. They don't know about the he was talking about a friend of his, his snakes. He had a retake and eye swelled all up, right? And uh, he took it to the vet. He went on Facebook and he posted, what should I do? My snake's eyes is real big and all this stuff. And he took it to the vet. And the vet goes, well, we got to remove the eye. They did surgery. They removed the eye and all this. Well, the snake died like a week later after surgery. And in here, the same thing happened to his snake, but he didn't take it to the vet. And about two weeks go by, the eye went down, it went back to normal and everything. So he started calling all these other retic breeders and all these other snake breeders and found out why did this happen and stuff. And everybody who's had the situation happen that did not take their snake to the vet, the swelling would go down and it would get better after about two weeks. Here he finds out that their, their tear ducts are like inside their mouth. Right. And if it gets clogged, it swells up, or if it gets inflamed, if they should rub it or something, it'll get inflamed, and the, the tear ducts can't drain. So you know they got to scale over their eye, and it just builds up. But when it becomes unclogged, it takes about two weeks for the swelling to go down. It drains, and everything is fine. But he says it's a fine line due to the fact that you got to make sure that uh, you know it's not like an eye's not all pussy or something under there and stuff. And if the vet would have known that that's a common thing for these, they they wouldn't have taken the eye out. (laughs) That's what he was saying. When it took the eye out, Uh, they would have known. Well, see, Um, luckily luckily I'm close by one of the best vet schools in the country, University of Georgia. And if I ever got a problem, I can just run up there. But I know some people aren't so lucky. Yeah, but, but... that could be the greatest vet school, but how much do they handle reptiles? See, I used to work at the University of Pennsylvania, and they never handled reptiles. They always had, uh, it was always like dogs, cats, cows, sheep. I think they got the whole like venom that. thing there. I have to look it up. I don't want to speak that term. I know uh, <laughs> the, the school in Kansas has the reptile department. And, right. you know. Well, well I know the University of Georgia. Thing. The University of Georgia has a reptile department too, and I know University of Auburn there in Alabama does too, I believe. And uh, Auburn okay, and so Georgia are supposed to be two of the best vet schools in the nation. But yeah, I know uh, the one in Kansas you can get your herpetological degree in, so that's that's another good one. Yeah, like a degree in herpetology. Wouldn't it be yeah, cool so. just to go get that degree? Not not necessarily go out yeah. and but yeah. just to have it. But uh, Jeff uh, had a subject, I think, that uh, – are you on here, Jeff? I think Jeff fell asleep. Nah, yeah, nah, he, he, to sleep. nah he, he was listening. He's just texting it. Hold on. Uh, we got another caller, so be prepared for anything. <laughs> oh, I don't like the way he said that. <laughs> 817, you're on. Hey, how y'all doing? How are you? How you doing? I'm all right. It ain't bad. I thought it was going to be somebody bad. 
You yeah. never know. <laughs> I say you never know. When you're live, you never know what's going on. Get back to the vet thing. I've encountered the same problem up here, and even with them trying different medications, it still didn't work. I ended up talking to some old school breeders and actually using a product called Tylon. The respiratory infection is completely gone within four days. Yes, Tylon is very good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, I I already told you on the chat for for uh, for respiratory infections. Just go and buy Emicina on eBay. Emicina, that's a that's a Mexican, pretty much a, a Mexican uh, for uh, veterinary veterinary use, and that's uh, antibiotics. That thing helped me. Yeah. That thing helped me since 2000, and I tell you that much. It's like a penicillin for for for, for any uh, any animal. And, uh, I usually go crazy when I see something like that, which I luckily knock on wood, I haven't had the issue. But I uh, bumped the heat up for a couple of days. So a I, bit, I, I, and, uh, I never got an issue. Uh, sometimes, let me tell you this when I got an issue when I buy a new uh, bull python, and that guy got like four or five degrees less uh, uh, than me, you know, and that's when the respiratory infection started kicking in. So that's when I use the medicine. Not from the snakes I have. It's just snakes that bring Oh, no, no. Anybody can get it. I've just been lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Don't trust me. Oh. I know. I know people ex- keep excellent snakes, and you, it, ain't, it ain't hard to get. Oh, yeah. Oh, go to any one of these reptile shows. Go to any one of these reptile shows. Go to the best one, and you're going to see some stuff. Right. Mine was actually purposely, I, I I couldn't resist. I couldn't leave the animal. It was one of my big female berms that I rescued. I went in there and I was just so appalled how she was kept. I had to take her in and just keep her completely quarantined forever until she got healed. But, you know, sometimes you just have it. How is, yep. the, uh, how, how is your big girl doing now? Oh, Carmela's doing good. Um, actually, just a little, I only got home just before I called, and it looked like she was about to pass another one. Her vent was completely swollen, just, I mean, it looked like she was about to burst. So, yeah, hopefully just, here in another like, couple hours, she'll pass her fourth one. Like I said, it, it'll come out slowly over time. and uh, but, but, you know, and I can understand you, you were concerned. Now, when you took her to the vet, were you pleased with the services you got when you took her to the vet the first time? Yeah. Honestly, no. I mean, he did what he was supposed to, but just the way you could tell he wasn't comfortable with the animal whatsoever. Um, and just the way he handled her and grabbed her, I actually had to step in and be like, here, I'll, I'll handle her. You just check the back end and do what you need to do. And I pretty much did all of the handling just because no vet is really familiar. Now, maybe if I brought a little ball python in, sure, but when I'm bringing a 14-foot berm, you know, into a facility <laughs> – it, they People that aren't used to them, it's a little that, intimidating. You know? Yeah, exactly. And they don't know how to deal with that, no matter how much I can assure you the vet, hey, I've had five-year-olds play with this snake. Like, she's completely fine, you know, even though she's bound, I can tell. I've been holding her. And they don't know, you know. Uh, they're not experienced. And that, me, with big snakes at least, they can sense that. And they're going to tell you're uncomfortable, and you're going to touch them in a way that if you're that uncomfortable, you might not be. going to start on. How do I word it? Yeah, exactly. You're going to startle them more. And especially when you're grabbing a big girl right behind the head and literally squeezing, 
just like you'd mm-hmm. see on like the Python hunters in the Everglades or something like that. That is not yeah. how you want to handle it. Just like the prey that would be too. hunting her out in the forest would exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. The guy. Like uh, this, this, this oh, and hey, I just this, checked. She did pass another egg. Staring at her right now. Yeah, little half yeah. let it go. Is that the one that was bound up? Yep. Yeah. This, so this, now this we're up individual. to four. I know I saw at least eight or so on the X-ray, but I I wasn't yeah. in there long enough to tell. One day you're going to go in there and there's going to be a bunch. It's not just going to be one. So. But yeah, Andy will tell you, man. You know, everybody, I don't care who you are, and Andy probably even say it too, you feel like your girl's bound, you're going to be a little bit nervous, but really just let yeah. it ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like this individual from Mostly Snakes said, uh, when you do find a vet and you call them on the phone and say, look, i got a situation with, uh, do you handle reptiles? If they say yes, they do handle snakes. And when they say, oh, sure we do, as soon as they have experience with large snakes. Because what happens is people, you go to these vets, and I'm um, not putting vets down or nothing, but they get nervous around some of the bigger constrictors and stuff like that. They'll be like, wait a minute, I'm not sure if I can handle this. Oh, and they don't even not. know what they oh, are. Oh, I you agree, and birdies. I actually called a, a number garter, of vets. See, I actually did the exact same thing. I called a number of vets all the way up north of Seattle, which I'm about – depending on traffic, roughly an hour south of Seattle. I called vets an hour north, east, west. Everybody said they were uncomfortable. I called these people. They're like, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. I'm like, are you sure? She's about 14 feet. She's really, you know, she's pretty heavy snake, blah, blah, blah. They're, oh, no problem. Oh, totally fine. But obviously not. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, like like I told you when, when I talked to you, remember, and I said uh, just – they won't, uh, just out of experience alone, if you leave them alone, they will pass. Because you see what happens is, is they got to use a lot of muscles to push them eggs out, and they create swelling in there, and sometimes an egg will twist in there, and their oviducts will get twisted, and the eggs won't come out. And uh, then people turn around, and then they try to force them out. They try to massage them out. And that makes it worse. Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean, I completely alone. agree, and I was definitely way overcautious. Um, yeah, no, like I said, it's just she's my prized girl. She might not be that awesome <laughs> genetically, but that's just my girl. You know, we always have that one. Yeah, and then she's your baby, too, and that's what I mean. So you're going to be extra cautious, and I understand that. Exactly. But now, uh, now if you breed again and uh, something were to happen like this again in the future, would you? Well, how would you handle it? Would you just wait and see what happens or Definitely, even though everybody says they should be done in six hours, I'm not going to touch them for 24 hours uh, just to make sure I'm not startling any egg-laying process with them. Yeah. And on top of that, yeah, I'll probably just wait it out unless I see some And, and it's not going to hurt thing. her or the eggs to do that. So there's yeah, no like reason. I said. Exactly. But with, but with that, could it be a genetic issue that every clutch she lays is going to be like that? Nah, I, I don't know. Out. You know, what I'm thinking also is she was a virgin female. So yeah. I think that plays a big role in it being a big, heavy girl already, whereas most snakes would have already been yeah. bred a couple years ago. She wasn't. She was big, yeah. but her, her little egg carrying area was still small. <laughs> it was never strong. Yeah. Exactly. But I, but I mean, could. Even with ball pythons. Um, if you leave a female go like until she's like seven or eight years old and larger, and you breed her, sometimes uh, they seem to get egg bound more than 
uh, when you start them off with a smaller size and continuous to feed them because I think when they're larger, they have more eggs. And yeah, Lola was nine years old. And that but her first is it pop- six eggs. Yeah, is it possible yeah. though that that just that one female could have some sort of internal issue that no matter what you do, she's going to keep being uh, egg bound. I mean, not necessarily any certain type of morph, just one guess, particular huh? snake. Yeah. Well, I think if she had a if she had an internal issue, she wouldn't be passing these eggs that she's passing now, and I think she would be in serious. She would be in serious shape right now. But she's passing the eggs, so I'm going to just assume that it was her first time clutch. And things. And she was nervous, too, because it was the first time. I think that that's, uh, that's an issue. I think that's what the problem was. That's just my opinion. Well, and, and not to mention, there's so many factors that this could be. I mean, temperatures could have been gotten crazy at some point. Something could have spiked. I mean, thing, things do happen, so you might not ever know. But well, I, would, I, 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 would, I can uh, tell you exactly and, and what another, happened. I pulled the clutch too early. It had been 13 yeah. hours. I figured she was done because all these other berm breeders assured me, oh, she'll be done in five, six hours at most. I waited. She laid her last egg around, if I remember correctly, it was around the eight-hour mark. I waited until the 13-hour mark because, you know, it's my first berm clutch. I was super excited. I'm like, yep, let's pull this clutch. And I had to work early and all day the next day. So I'm like, it's been 13 hours. She hasn't laid in, you know, a few hours. Let's go ahead and do this. And then after talking to a few other more old school breeders and more experienced breeders, they've told me they've had a girl, you know, take quite up all the way up to the 24-hour mark, and she's still laying eggs. Yep. So I I definitely think it was my own fault and inexperience, but, you know, I guess the best way to learn is from your own screw-up, so to speak. Best lesson so, you're well, because you'll never make it again, and, and you'll also be able to safeguard others from making the same mistake. <laughs> so Exactly. Yeah. No worries. And I would go back to the genetic thing, even if it was, to be honest, I was only breeding her to prove her out. She proved out head albino, which is awesome. But, you know, now that I have her babies, I'm holding back. I, I probably won't ever breed her again. She's just going to be my sweetheart and hang out and be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> another and, and another, another question. Yeah. Another question I, I had was uh, about a retix. I mean, I noticed some breeders, when they breed, the female will lay 60, 70 eggs, and then other breeders, it'll, they'll only lay 14 or 15. I mean, what causes size all that? Size and age. Uh, when you start off younger, they have a little smaller, and then they slowly he, progress up. He's watching. He's watching Jay over he, prehistoric pets getting his clutches. That's what he's watching. Exactly. That's that's what I was wanting to know. His his clutches are sitting at 80, 80 eggs. I mean, yeah, I, I just, yeah. his snakes are probably some of the biggest in the United States too for the for the breed. He, he, so. Here's another thing with them. for sure, and they're very well he'll, established. He'll, when, when, but are, when, are when, they that, are they healthy that big though? Yes, I mean, yes. Here's I don't know. Deal. Here's the deal: he'll get up there to 80 eggs or something, and then he'll stay at 80 for a few years, and then it slowly declines. Then they'll start going down to like 10 eggs, five eggs, you know, and then no, they, just they won't do. breed they no spike, more. They, yep, they down. spike and they go down. That's what anything, even ball pythons will do that. They'll go, they'll go up and they'll spike, and then they'll stay there yeah. forever. And then sooner or later they start going down and they're clutches. They'll start smaller. Their, 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 their clutches will get smaller. But 
which what he also noticed is if you don't breed a berm or a retic, they will they can die very young from not breeding. Their whole thing is to breed. That's all they're you know they're meant to breed. And if you don't breed them, they get sicknesses and die from that later on because they haven't bred. Yep, exactly. Well, that, what I mean, happened I'm, to I'm believe... because the follicles have developed, but they won't completely reabsorb. Yep. So you so have if you to... don't breed them every couple of years, I mean, at least to some point, it's going to cause issues. At least once in their lifetime. Yep. You have to breed them at least once in their lifetime. Yep. Minimum to get them there. Well, I mean, I, I've heard that about ball. I've heard that about ball pythons too. That it's good to breed them at least once. Once. Yes. Because they built, you know, the follicles. You know, people say they reabsorb, but they really don't reabsorb all the way. They create little tiny little marbles sometimes. I mean, they probably wow. do reabsorb, but what'll happen is, is um, they, they end up getting sick later on from developing and uh, uh, reabsorbing and developing and reabsorbing, and it, it does something to their body. And they they need to be bred at least a few times, at least once minimal, to help them from getting sick. That's like a female dog. If you don't get her sick, they can get all kinds of diseases too. If you don't breed her or get right. her sick. Yeah. So. I'm going to step off but topic you... for half a second. I don't understand yeah. how come when I order these stupid snakes. I understand why. I know why. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I ordered snakes. They're coming from Michigan. Going to Michigan. They're in Tennessee. <laughs> well, you want something that's crazy, them that I, them that I got today? Went from uh, Miami, Florida, to Memphis, and then back down here. Every, well, heck, <laughs> it's, the heck, it's, it's the hubs. Right, I know. It, I know it's the hubs. It's just it's just so funny that I've ordered. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that truck that truck carrying my snake probably passed right by the exit to my town going up seventy five. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, my uh, I ordered snakes in California. All right, and I live, and they go all the way over to Indianapolis, which is a thousand right. miles the other direction. They go right past me, a thousand miles to come back. It's, it's the way the shipping lanes work and the way they they transport. Yeah, it's the most cost-effective way. We have certain lanes we run, so if right. I'm going to take something to Chicago, you know, I can go from Dallas to Memphis oh. to Chicago – but it's not the quickest way necessarily. That's just the way that the freight moves across the country. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. You know, well, see, it, I'm it's just surprised, the way that the freight moves. Right. I'm surprised a city like Atlanta here in Georgia don't have a distribution center. They do, but, mean, one, see, but it, yeah. see, why Memphis is the way it is, it's because it's centrally located. And that's why it grows right. the, the big hub. But that's for FedEx. Now, and that's only on this side. That's only the East Coast yeah. and the Midwest hub. Right. Right. That, I mean, that, that's what it, But I, I, I just, just test Atlanta. I hate that damn city. A city can fall. Oh, I hate gosh. that city. I don't like the airport, actually. <laughs> the airport's murder. I, I've almost been got robbed there. Times, so. I, I almost got robbed there in Atlanta at the pilot. Yeah. Really? No. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, stop by, stop by, and Muper knows this. Stop by Macon, Georgia, and you'll definitely get robbed. Yeah, you will. <laughs> All right, very good. I'll tell you what, though, I don't like Atlanta, the whole area. 
Every street's Peachtree. I get lost every time I'm there. Been there a million times. I get lost every time I get in there. I've had yeah. some bad stuff go down in Atlanta. <laughs> I oh, like yeah. Atlanta. I, I feel oh, safer yeah. in both... Detroit than Atlanta. <laughs> now, well, shoot, you try breaking down in a super stretch limo on, on one of the Peachtree streets in Atlanta at 11 o'clock at night carrying a doctor, a judge, and a sheriff. Yeah, let me tell you, if I'm in a limo, I ain't going to be telling like that about it. the beginning of a good joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a cop, a priest, and a rabbi walked into a limo. <laughs> I, I kid you not, it was the medical examiner I worked for, the county sheriff, and, a, and a, one of the DAs Using, here using their county. taxpayer dollars to drive around in a limo together. <laughs> nice. Well, heck. Well, heck, they're they're drunk. Excuse the language, but their drunk asses gave me fifteen hundred dollars that night in tips. So, oh, well, there you go. yeah, I'll drive them. <laughs> they, they wanted to make sure they weren't known. Yeah, it, exactly. And I I know what was going on in that back seat. I mean, they, I, oh, the, the biggest thing the biggest thing they were doing they were playing poker for money. Who gives a crap? I mean, really? Yeah, that got out. Yeah, but if that got out, a judge, a judge was – yeah, if that got out, a DA was playing poker for money down here, they'd want to crucify him. But, uh, yeah. You're, you're like, sir, sir, I'm sorry, we have to stop in the airport because I have to pick up some snakes. Yeah. Yeah, I got to make it So, so, so uh, Juan, when is, yes. your, uh, when is your, your new stuff coming in? Oh, um – in the end of the month, that will be the 27. No, I'm sorry, the 29. They're gonna ship it. Oh. The 29. Uh, the stranger hey, to one. I got a question Tuesday. for you, so go ahead. Uh, just remind no, me. Go ahead. <laughs> um, have you ever have you ever imported anything? Yes, a lot of stuff. So, well, what 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 do you um? What what's your take on that? Like I hear a lot of horror stories. I was actually thinking about doing something, but I I keep hearing horror stories, and I don't know anybody that's actually done it themselves. Well, now are you talking? Are you like talking importing python. from Africa? Oh, or are yeah. you talking importing from just like a uh, European okay. country? That, that, that well, okay, let me tell you why. Because over there you have to have like a really, really. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even putting Noah into the into the question, because even Noah do some shitty shit in the hobby. I don't know if you know the. I, I, I don't know if you guys ever hear about Noah. No. 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 Noah. Noah. N O A. Noah. From Africa. Oh. Oh. Oh, the African importer guy. Well, okay, that guy. That guy bring the letters, the all, 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 like I would say like eighty percent of the morphs that we have. Oh no, yeah, I know that it, to to get to get the importer guy, it, like cost you just to get in the door with that to get your no, foot no, no, in the no, door. No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, listen. Noah he used to sell from, to Nerd, to BHB, to King Ross or Ross Davis, uh, to everybody. He used to sell the big expensive snakes, the bananas. We got the bananas and the color blue things to Noah. We got all those ones from Noah. Even Noah screw up some people. So you have to be really, really careful 
from who you ship it. Uh, okay. You get into animals from Africa. I'm talking about, about Africa. Uh, Europe is, right. is pretty clean. Europe, I, I will do. I will do hundred percent. But so, for Africa, I wouldn't. Well, the I'll, stuff I, I like is in like Central South America and Africa. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a there was a breeder out of uh, I think it was Nebraska called Plain Plain Snakes, and they used they used the plain like plain like is in the plain field, you know, and it's called Plain <coughs> Snakes. And they had a video where they imported snakes from Africa. They bought like a hundred of them, or whatever. And so and they're mostly all normals, but all the ones that they when they got them, they went through and the ones that they picked out. <laughs> They're like, oh well, this one looks like it's this. Or this Look a little like different, this. right? Had a little something. Yeah, in so it. they pulled them all out and tried to breed them out. But they they just ordered them and they had them shipped. You know, they, I mean, they have to go through checks, health checks, whatever. But they yeah, had well, them Freedom in, Breeder so. and Brian did that. I think who is it? Right. Is it Outback Reptiles that does that? You can right. get uh, you can get them. Outback. Okay, this is the two faces of the Outback. Okay, and, and I, I will I will make it straight. Those guys, they go straight to, to, to Africa. One of the guys, they go straight to Africa, and he pick up all the stuff. So the, the interesting stuff, pretty much he keep it, okay? Right, that, so that, that came, would make they, sense. So that's, yeah. They came with the same shipment as supposed to be the unopened bags. But the unopened right. bags, they open it either. No, way. they are they on open, open bags, but they know what they're putting in them before. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course. Here's, I mean, like, so, somebody here's, here's, on the forum on the, on, on the Facebook, he was asking, like, what do you think about Adback uh, uh, or any anywhere else uh, to their own open bag? I'm like, dude, that's BS. You're not going to get – the only animal, if you are lucky – Well, I couldn't imagine they just somebody slipping in some crazy new thing that nobody's seen before. I mean, well, they, go, and then that's how they kind of sell it. <laughs> Um, I know a breeder who imported a bag, a box from Africa, and when he opened it, there was something in there. It's now in the world of ball pythons. It took him years to get it on it because he had to prove it out and all this kind of stuff to make sure it was different. But now when he orders, uh, he doesn't get anything. He stopped ordering from there because when the boxes come over, uh, they go through them. And you might not think they do, but they do. And they check them, you know, to make sure there ain't something in there that's not supposed to be in there that you won't get something different. So if you want an if, F1 if animal, getting, that's just like, well, you know. Not, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them bringing over a bunch of normal females. I mean, putting new blood into the system isn't a bad yeah. thing. But, I mean, you yeah, do like wish you would hope to hit something kind of cool, you know what I mean? That That is I the agree, whole idea, I, I guess, of their but, thing. But, but the thing that, is this, the, the, the only ones, okay, uh, from here, uh, 15 years until now, what kind of bull pythons that we see that come out hatching? From yeah, not a, not a lot. That will be that will be the yellow belly looking animals, like the gravel, like the spectre, and all those ones. That's the only ones that you're gonna find out, and probably you're gonna end up with yellow bellies too. Either way, if you you're not gonna get uh, you're not gonna get bananas. Or you're not gonna get right, uh, no lesser-looking ones or or clown-looking ones. If if you if you want if you have somebody in Africa, I will tell you like I got real good contacts, and he's always going into the breeders 
Because this is the thing. Africans, they started seeing like, oh, why, why, why are we selling normals for, for free, freaking five bucks a pop when I can sell it for a dinker for a hundred, a hundred and fifty? And if I, if I prove out I need right. more, I can go for 50,000. So I prefer to keep it. That, that's, that's when you go straight. There is two different kinds of guys right now in Africa. There is the guys that pretty much breed whatever they find, and there is the guys that pretty much uh, sell you whatever they get uh, on, on the wild. So if right. you get a contact on Africa, oh, man, you, you, you're going you're gonna to hit, uh, hit it really big. But if you, if you don't get nobody, uh, it's, like the, it, it's like the princess, like the princess from the email that you used to get from AOL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Africa, yeah. Africa, <laughs> yeah. All I gotta do is give you my bank info, and I can have half of your mm-hmm. money or fifty million. Awesome. Here you go. <laughs> Don't forget your social security. <laughs> there, there was a there was a channel uh, called Viceland, and they were doing a uh, a documentary about over there by Ghana and uh, some of the other states. Where the, ball, where the ball pythons come from, and they said that you can literally walk down the streets and see them just, you know, going down the streets right there. There's actually temples made up where they keep them. Yeah. They, they leave the ball pythons there. So they're naturally going to breed right there, and that's how new stuff pops out and, you know, stuff like that where the animals are just breeding. You know, that's how the spider ball python and the pastel and everything else have popped out, lime breeding yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so you like like uh, in in my experience of importing stuff, I would not risk my money on on Africa unless I have a really uh, good uh, contact, a, a right. great guy from Africa. So I need to spend twenty five thousand bucks to fly over there to meet a contact just to have a contact. Is what it would be. You know, here's a question there, there for is, you, Juan. There is one person. Let me tell you why. There is one person that will buy normals, and it, 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 it isn't imported from here, from from the United States. It, it's imported and exported, and you're not gonna believe. When when I asked for the weird looking one, he sent me uh, what was it like thirty regular babies, but the weird looking ones. I asked him for the real, like weird looking ones. Yeah, just the they're almost like that. They're almost like an outback reptile uh, or a street reptile. They're almost like that. But pretty much they 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 almost almost disappeared. But they still own business. Dude, let me tell you this. I was really happy of what I had but because he sent me weird looking ones. He 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 don't know. He don't care about the BS of uh, morphs and all that kind of stuff. He care about selling. <laughs> That's what he's caring about. If I told, I, right. I told the guy, hey, uh, oh, and another thing, Outback, he breeds animals. So pretty much all the BS that you see on most market, uh, African import, 2015, virgin animals. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Because they're, right. pre- they're pretty much, uh, they already have, they already uh, uh out to be a normal. If they hit... Uh, males, if they hit more than 500 grams, don't buy it because they're already, they're already uh, uh, having babies from that. Yes. Here's my question for you, Juan. How much does it cost you to import an animal from, like, a, from Europe? 
like, like, um, like, like, let's say you pick out a morph that they have over there that we don't have here. How much do you think it would cost you to get a male or a, a breeding pair or a pair, not a breeding pair, okay, but just on, a pair? On the stranger, on the stranger, I will tell you right now. On the stranger, it costs me the price of the male plus six hundred dollars, and they pretty much uh, they pay for the for the uh, quarantine. Because you're, you you have to quarantine animals from Europe right. uh, coming to the United States, so they they pay that and they pay the shipment, included the six hundred bucks and the paperwork. For two hundred, I got the whole package. That was cheap. Oh. Hey Juan, you're in Michigan, right? Yes, sir. Oh, good. It's <laughs> like my like go visit him one day. I like how you do that. Good. Uh, I'm I'm making a uh, I just bought a, a new house and I'm making a, uh, a, a another house in the back of my house and that's gonna be my my uh, um, right now we are in the process to start and and uh, it's gonna sound bad but you know Detroit uh, the people don't care I, I mean the city don't care what you, what you're making in the backyard. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, so, they, they, their zoning, their zoning is pretty low these days. Yeah, they they don't. Uh, you, you start making a garage or whatever. You don't. You don't need it need to to get very much. No, yeah, you uh, you could build it out of uh, asbestos and they wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> they just, yeah, they pretty don't, much. They don't care. <laughs> shit. Oh, okay. well, guys. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. Um, uh, my next. So, um, yeah, I got. That's, uh, that's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, like, uh, see, it all depends on the animals, all depends on the broker, too. Uh, like, for example, like, they, they pay in the broker. The, the tarantulas that are coming from, from Europe, those ones, uh, I, I have to pay the broker, plus the, plus the export stuff. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, so that's why uh, it all depends on the person and, and, and shipments and all that. But for example, on the stranger, it, it was only six hundred bucks, and 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 that includes the whole thing, like uh, paperwork, uh, quarantine, and the shipment. Oh, dude, when he told me that mu- that much, I was I was happy. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, um, Eddie. Yeah. Have you seen the the albino gaboon vap uh gaboon viper? Yes, I have. I really like it that is, one. I really yeah. love that 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 albino look on it. it yes, the Kabuna looks pretty looks pretty already. But when you add, yeah, you yeah, add that's my that favorite. Albino, my my favorite <laughs> snake right there. Well, guys, but um, okay. oh, go ahead. No, uh, I was gonna say, but I don't know. You know, I don't think that guy is gonna the guy that had him over there in South Africa. I don't know if he's going to sell them or whatever, you know, because he only has that one. So. Yeah. Miguel will buy it if he does. Somebody's seen somebody's video. Somebody posted something. Y'all better get this before Miguel sees it. <laughs> it <was> some bad <laughs> well, on, our, on our next live, I got some EV, not EVPs, you know, because uh, talking about paranormal. I got... Uh, some white noise whispers, and they're pretty cool. i got to get them on for the next episode so you guys can listen to them and tell me what you think they're saying. 
So it'll be a good one. But uh, um, I think we're going to call this one quits for the night, and then um, I will uh, will, uh, be back on another one. I'm going to try to figure out what's going on with the microphone so you guys can hear me better. So I'm good now. Tell Emma to feel better, and thank you all for uh, having me on and hanging out. It's been awesome. Yep. Yeah, it was nice chatting uh, with all you guys. I will talk to everyone of you guys later. All right. Have a good night. Guys, everybody. Later. 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 Later.